This podcast is brought to you by Church of Living Waters. Find out more information at colw.info. We hope you enjoy this week's message. So, Father, I pray over this word today, God, that they will understand, Lord God, that sometimes we need more than a song and a dance, God. That, God, sometimes we have to go a little bit deeper, Lord, and we'll find that as we go to 1 Samuel today, chapter 16, starting at verse 14. I want to show you something, that there's something different than being soothed than being changed. And, Father, today I want them to know that change really isn't change until it's changed in Jesus' name. Amen. Before I go over to 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 14, I'm reminded of Acts chapter 24 and verse 24. You can mark that and go look in that later. That's that's just an intro. I'm reminded of Felix and how much he loved to hear Paul preach. And Paul was in jail and Felix would say, go and bring me Paul so that he can preach today. And Paul would begin to preach, but whenever he would discourse upon change and righteousness and judgment to come, Felix would say, I don't like that kind of preaching. It kind of scares me. You can go and I'll send for you when it's more convenient. Well, I'm telling you right now, this is the most convenient you're ever going to get out of convenience is right now. Amen. And so as we look at Saul, Saul had some issues. The verse, first Samuel 16, verse 14, it said, and now the spirit of the Lord had departed from Saul and an evil spirit from the Lord tormented him. Anybody ever been there? And Saul's attendant said to him, see, an evil spirit from God is tormenting you. It's, it's good to have people that will tell you the truth. If you got a problem and you come to me, I'm going to tell you the truth. And that's what's wrong with us now. We'll go around the truth. But they're telling him, they're saying, you got some issues as a spirit tormenting you. And verse 16 says, let our Lord command his servants here to search for someone who can play the lyre. And he will play. And when the evil spirit from God comes on you and you will feel better. We cannot come to church all the time just to feel better. We can't come for a quick fix. Can I get an Amen. And I love this church because you won't find a lot of churches that give you the liberty to do what has been done already in this house today. Amen. And a lot of preachers, they love to hold on to that little that little agendas and they won't let go so God can get involved. And so we're not here today for a quick fix. Can somebody say amen? And verse 17 says, so Saul said to his attendants, find someone who plays well and bring him to me. Did I choir not play, uh, play well today? Did they not play well? We love to get in that, in that atmosphere when there's something going on that might soothe us. But you don't need to be soothed today, young man. You need to be fixed. And not a quick fix. You need something that's going to last. And so Saul said to his attendants, find someone that plays well and bring them to me. Saul is really looking for entertainment. He's looking to be soothed because the spirit is upon him. He's not saying bring someone so that I can be changed. He said bring someone so that I can feel better. I believe America is right now most churches are feel better churches. I'm talking to more than one person right there. Sometimes you got to press through the barriers. Not just to feel better. Feeling better is real. I felt really good. In fact, I felt kind of goosey when y'all was playing. But how many of us know that a goose bump won't last? Let me go a little bit further with this. And so I pray that 
that you guys don't just come every Sunday and looking to be soothed because I'm telling you what Pastor Darren and his wife and his staff is trying to do. What they're trying to do is turn an audience into an army. That's what he's trying to do. We're not trying to soothe you. We're trying to turn an audience into an army. Can I get an amen? And so as we continue to deal with Saul, so one of the servants answered, I have seen the son of Jesse of Bethlehem who knows how to play. He knows how to play the lyre. He is brave, a man and a warrior. He speaks well and is fine looking man and the Lord is with him. I believe the Lord was all over this, this band today, this choir today. I believe the Lord was with them. Amen. I didn't know you played, Blake. I didn't even know. You do all kinds of stuff, huh? All right. All right. And then Saul sent messengers to Jesse and said, send me your son, David, who is with the sheep. And so Jesse took a donkey and loaded with bread, skin of wine and a young goat. And he sent them with his son, David, to Saul. And David came to Saul and he entered his service. And Saul liked him very much. And David became one of his armor bearers. Verse 22. Then Saul sent word to Jesse saying, allow David to remain in my service for I am pleased with him. In other words, he hits the spot. I like what he does. When he play, I like that. He takes me to another place. But it doesn't seem that he's taking him to a place of change. He's just taking him to a place where he can just have a soothing for a few moments. I came to help somebody today. I came to help you there. You, some of you are on the cutting edge today that you have been soothed long enough. It's time for you to give up some things this morning. Not that you want to be soothed the rest of your life. That's why I'm going to take a shovel and a rake and some flowers to my father's grave because I don't want to be soothed in the way that I feel. I want to get a breakthrough. I'm praying I have revival. I hope I just be slain in the spirit. Right at, right at the cemetery out there. Why? Because I, I want to be changed. I want that, that thing to come off of me for all these years that I've had against my father. For all, I want to change. I don't want to just be soothed. Uh, can I get somebody to help me in this house today? I want that thing to come up off of me today. Amen? And so here he is right now. He's a, he's a great warrior, but he, he's also wanting to just be soothed, for I am pleased with him. Verse 23 says, whenever the Spirit from God came to Saul... David would take up his lyre and play, and then relief would come to Saul, and he would what? Feel better. He's only feeling better, and the evil spirit would leave him. I'm going to tell you something. Praise and worship will drive a spirit right off of you. It'll drive the spirit off of you, but what are you going to do when the praise stops? What are you going to do when that thing comes back? You're not going to be in praise and worship 24-7. You can if you turn it on at home. But this kind of praise, you're going to have to wait till what, Sunday and Wednesday? Oh, y'all ain't going to help me, but I'm going to keep preaching anyway. Because it's time for us to get rid of some things. I'm tired of being soothed. I believe right now America is just being soothed. But there's hope for America, amen? And so here he is feeling better and the evil spirit would leave. In other words, Saul would get uh, some goosebump religion. I felt kind of goosey when the pastor was preaching today. He, he turned the phrase in a manner I've never heard him turn one. I had a genuine moment at church. The choir played my song. I had a strong emotional stimulus today, and, and I like how the preacher preached today. Well, did you change? You see, because every Sunday, this pastor brings you some information. 
knowledge obtained from an investigation. And out of that information, church, there ought to be a revelation. In other words, something has been revealed to me. You get information, a revelation, and out of the revelation comes a transformation. And after the transformation, then you can tell your mama and daddy, I'm a manifestation of God's glory. Are y'all hear what I'm saying? Information, revelation, transformation, and then you become a manifestation of God's glory. And so uh, I'm telling you right now, we don't come every Sunday just for a goosebump. Can I get an amen? amen. And so we, we have to understand that we just remove that tent revival. We just pull the tent down. And I told those, those, all those young men that came and stood in front of me, they had tattoos. They had, they had the teardrops. They were there for everything you can think of. But where the spirit of the living God is, there's change. And the word of God began to bring those inmates out of their seats and come and stand in front of an audience. And I mean, there's no the Holy Ghost to make you pull your pants up. They came with sagging pants and they on the way to the altar, they started pulling their pants up. I don't know if it was in reverence to the preacher or reverence to the Holy Spirit. And let me tell you something right now. If your mama taking you to school every day and dropping you off at school, you ain't no gangster. Shut up. Pull your pants up and get in line. You ain't no gangster. Can I get an amen? I'm just trying to help somebody. Somebody say, oh, he doesn't start meddling. Now, I'll stop. I'll stop. Now, I'm going to show you something. Saul has gotten his goosebump. Let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 19, and let's see if the song can maintain what he wanted. In 1 Samuel chapter 19, 9 through 10, now there was an evil spirit from the Lord on Saul, and he was sitting in his house with his spear in his hand. What in the world are you doing sitting in praise and worship with a spear in your hand? It says it right there in your Bible. He says that he was sitting in the house with a spear in his hand. Well, what about yesterday when the song was there? Where's the change? Why did you come sitting with a spear? Sounds like the song and the music wasn't doing any good to change him. Can I get an amen? Because here he is sitting in church with a spear in his hand. And David was playing the harp with his hands. And verse 10 says, Saul tried to pin David to the wall with the spear. But he slipped away out of Saul's presence so that he stuck the spear into the wall. And David fled and he escaped and got away. Now, folks, just a few minutes ago, a song had him in a good place. But why is he now trying to kill David? He's trying to kill David because the spirit is still there. The spirit of murder is still on him. The song is over and the spirit is now back. So I'm asking you today, what is it that's got you all held down when the music stops? I came to help somebody. I came and I confessed in front of all of you today that I had some issues with my daddy. And a woman on death row told me how to get rid of my issues. Can you believe that? She says, you need to take a shovel and some flowers and a rake and go give honor to your father in spite of. Can I get an amen? amen. There are some of you right now, and at the sound of my voice, you're in the same shape that I am. You need to get rid of some things in spite of. I'm not talking about being soothed this morning because a song will literally lure you to sleep. Am I all right? And so he tried to kill this man right in the middle of, of praise and worship. And I told the guys, don't sit under this tent waiting for change. Revival starts with you, not a song or a word or a goosebump. 
The word provokes stimulus and gives rise to change. Are you here? Are you hear what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to position yourself for change. You have to get in place for change. How many of us remember the little tax collector that was a thief? Little Zacchaeus, and he was tired of being known as the tax collector. And here's little Zacchaeus. He sees Jesus coming. He was a little guy, and the church people wouldn't let him see Jesus. He said, you know what? I'm going to position myself to see Jesus. So he runs, and he gets up in a tree. It's time for some of us to position ourselves for change. Somebody say, get in position. And so little Zach, he's tired of doing what he does. He's tired of just being, being soothed. He's tired of somebody saying, oh, someday, Zach, you'll change. Someday, Zach, you'll stop stealing the money from the people. Someday you'll get it right, Zach. But something happened on the inside of Zach. He says, you know what? Here's my opportunity coming my way. Nobody would let him see. He says, I'm going to beat that today because I'm serious. I'll get in position for change. My Bible tells me that he ran and climbed, thank you, up in a sycamore tree. Got up in a tree. What, sometimes you got to do something different if you want change. Yeah, somebody say position yourself. And he gets up in a tree. And Jesus knows when you're serious about change. Because when he came that way, he said, hey, Zach, come down out of the tree. I'm going to your house tonight. Blakey goes to Zach's house. The Bible says where the spirit of the living God is, there's liberty, there's change. There's a different spirit. And he goes into the house and all the church folks are going, ooh, he went home to be with a thief. He's hanging out with a sinner. Really? Duh. I'm glad he hung out with me in an 18-wheeler years ago and saved me coming down out of Flagstaff, Arizona. Came and climbed in an 18-wheeler with me and changed me forever. And so here's little Zach. He's in, the, he's in his house and he goes back to the treasury and he comes back out with sacks of gold. He said, Jesus, he said, I'm going to give back four times over. And he said this, if I've been taking anything from anyone, Zach knew he was a little thief. Some of y'all know what's going on inside of you right now. Just come on out and say, Lord, I need some change today. I want to be changed. Don't nobody know me better than I know me. Then when you do that, honey, there will be some change up in this house today. And so little Zach comes down. He said, Lord, if I've taken anything from anybody, I'm going to give it back four times over. And Jesus, being the hilarious person he is, he said, Ooh, salvation has come to this house. See, that's change, folks. That's a little thief saying, I ain't doing this anymore. I'm not going this route anymore. I'm going to position myself for change. When I was a little boy, they would beat you into the kingdom. Come on, somebody. You walk through my grandmother's house, you don't, if she look at you, you if you wasn't saved, you better look like it. Because if not, they had a thing called a little chair where they'd put you down there and keep you down there for a long time and pray on you and tell you to say things like Honda a hundred times. Honda, Honda, Honda. Oh, he's speaking in tongues. That's why I don't drive a Honda to this day. I drive Toyota. Hyundai, Hyundai, Hyundai. All right, I'm saved, lady. Got it. You, you could have, you had, you just, you in my house, they would, can I just say it? They would not try to pray the hell out of you. They would beat it out of you. I'm just keeping it real up in here. Is that all right? 
I'm not going to preach long, but I'm going to preach strong. I'm going to bring this to an end. I, I, I want to tell y'all something. You got to understand something. That change isn't change until it's changed. They, the people had been waiting for a, a translation. They had been waiting for something. And you got to understand that Jesus is out in the wilderness fighting on your behalf and on everybody's behalf, kicking the devil's backside to the ground, being tempted in every way that you can possibly be tempted out in the wilderness. He wins the war. He puts the devil back in his place and he walks into the Sunday morning church service and he sit down for a moment and somebody handed him the scroll from the prophet Isaiah. He stood up to read it and said, for the eyes, for the spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he has anointed me and appointed me to preach the good news to the poor and to sit at liberty and the freedom for those that are in prison and for everything that you need. And he handed the scroll back to the prophet and he sat back down. And just like it is this morning, all the eyes were on Jesus. Everything they wanted, church, was right in front of them. Their healing, their change, their destiny, their purpose, getting their children back, getting out for drugs, turning loose the, 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 the pornography. Can I get an amen right there? Everything they needed was sitting in front of them. And you know what they did, church? The Bible said they got up to drive him out of the city. Everything they needed was sitting in front of them. They finally walked in and sit down in front of them. And they basically said what America is saying today. We don't like that kind of preaching and that kind of prophesying. And drove him out of the city. We have driven Jesus out of our marriages, driven him out of our homes, driven him off our state property. We've driven him literally out of the world. We've driven him away. But I came to tell you today, you can't drive him hard enough to drive him out of our lives and out of our state and out of our lives and out of our churches. You are the only one that can drive him out. You're the only one. That can drive him out. You're the only one that can ignore change today. You, not anyone but you. If I were to put seven chairs up here and show you a woman who was caught in the act of adultery, she was invited to the, to the great banquet. She wanted change. The world said, kill her. Jesus said, I came to change her. I talked to you about the tax collector. Jesus said salvation had come. See, that's changed. Salvation came to the tax collector. If I put another person in another chair, how about the woman with the hump in her back who had been carrying the weight of the world for 18 years? Some of y'all are bent over like crazy and saying, I'll straighten up when I get a chance. You can't straighten yourself up. Only God can straighten you up. And Jesus came and said, bring her to me. And he laid hands on her and she straightened up. You can't straighten yourself up. She got invited to the banquet table. How about Peter, the denier? He got invited to the banquet table. You see, they wanted change. Can I get an amen in this house? 
And a woman who had had some issues for 12 long years. She had been bleeding for 12 long years and she was deemed unclean and don't come in our area and you're not supposed to be out of your house. She said, not today. The doctors have taken all my money and I'm still in the same category. I've been looking for change for 12 long years and today I'm going to take my issues to Jesus. If I can touch but just the hem of his garment, if I can just get there, I'll be made everywhere way whole. Can I get an amen? Jesus watched this. He wanted to know to, who to invite to the table. He wanted to know who invite. So she grabbed a hold of him, Blake, and Jesus said, who did that? Who touched me? And I realize now why he asked her who touched me, because he wanted to know who to give the invitation to. He wanted to know who to invite to the table. Y'all say, don't come out of your house. You're nasty. You're unclean. Every time we see you, you got some issues. But then Jesus came. Somebody say, and then Jesus came. Nothing's going to happen until he comes. Worst case scenario, the man in the Gadarean tombs. You see, folks, I didn't think I was going to come in here sweating and acting like this today. Normally, I have a great big old John Deere towel, a big old green John Deere towel up here, wiping it going on, but I feel good this morning. I'm going to shut it down in just a moment, but think about this man in the Gadarean tombs. He'd been driven so far out of life that he was living in the cemetery. Can I get an amen? You know if you're living in the cemetery, you got some, some mad issues going on. But my Bible tells me that somebody say help's on the way. Oh, a little old boat came across the water and Jesus stepped out on the shore. He just stepped out on the shore. And the Bible said that this man who had been driven needed change. Somebody say change. He needed change and he was in the graveyard and staying out there. And that's where he lived and they would put chains on him and he would bust the chains. Oh, but then Jesus came. He walked over and fell down in front of Jesus, and Jesus got things in order real quick, told the demons to shut up and come out. You see, folks, that's change. How did he get change? He came out of the cemetery. Some of y'all, some of y'all got some dead living going on. I'm talking to somebody right there. He came out of the cemetery and he met life. He came from death and he met Jesus and he came life. I mean, there's no, the devil can't never give life to nothing. If the devil moves his tongue, he's lying. If he yearns, he's lying. If he thinks one moment, he's lying. Jesus calmed that man down. The Bible said when the folks got there, he was clothed and in his right mind. Somebody say change. You see, folks, he positioned himself for change. He positioned himself for change. Jesus is a changer. I want to pray over you today. If someone want to come back to the keyboards, we, I just want to pray over you. I just, want that, I just want you to know that change isn't change until it's changed. Today is your day, brother, sister. You know what it is. And you won't change today. I believe that this is a divine moment, a divine opportunity for those of you that want to position yourself for change. If that's you today, I want you to get out of your seat like you really mean it today. And I want you to come. I want you to come and we're going to pray over you saying, preacher, I need change today. Let me see your hands back there. You said, I need change. 
If you need change today, I want you to come and stand in front of me today. I'm not talking about somebody who's going to sit there and think about it. I'm talking about somebody that needs change. And as you stand in front of the preacher today, just stand with your hands in the air and your eyes closed and think about what you want to change. Father, we thank you, God, as they've come. America needs change. This church needs revival. We need Holy Ghost rain, Holy Ghost revival. Just stretch your hands down. Some of you young men right now, you're struggling. You come in here and you get your praise on and you go right back to your cell phone and you go back to that place that keeps you down. It's time to be honest today. This is a moment of revival. This is a moment of change. Some of us need to call some people and, and begin. Thank you, Pastor. Some of you need to call some people and begin to repent and begin to drop the offense. Change isn't change until it's changed. Come on, stand there in that Holy Spirit. I'm praying that Holy Ghost rain will rain on you today. Change. Change. That's what we're asking. Not to be soothed, but to be changed. I came for change today father by the power and the authority of the holy ghost let every woman under the sound of my voice to know lord god that you said that you would never leave them nor forsake them you said that the lord is our shepherd that's relationship you said that i shall not want that's a supply you said that he making me to lie down in green pasture that's rest he leaded me beside still waters that's refreshment he restored my soul, that's healing. He leaded me in paths of righteousness, that's guidance. For his name's sake, that's purpose. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, that's testing. I will fear no evil, that's protection. For thou art with me, that's faithfulness. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me, that's discipline. Thou art prepared the table before me in the presence of my enemies, that's hope. Thou anoint my head with oil that's consecration my cup runneth over that's an abundance surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life that's a blessing and i will dwell in the house of the lord forever that's eternity folks that's all you need is psalms chapter 23 it gives you everything you need father for that mother that's struggling right now that single mother right now Father, for that, for that husband and that wife, you may be contemplating divorce right now. Don't do it. Don't give the devil one inch or he'll take a mile. For that young man right now that you're struggling, you're struggling in some areas right now. Put the brakes on. Pump the brakes. Go back the other way. Don't throw your life away. Don't end up in a place called prison. Pump the brakes for that young girl right now. You're getting up in age and you think you know something. No, honey, you don't know more than your mama. The Bible says, honor your mother and your father that your days shall be. No, you don't. Honey, you ain't been around long enough. Close your mouth unless you're praying. Be quiet. Father, we break anything off of these people that they're carrying right now. Break the yoke of oppression right now. Break it. Break it. 
in the name of Jesus. As somebody here, you've been trying and trying and trying to conceive and have a child. Today is your day. Today is your day. I'm, an, I'm announcing that to you. Today is your day. If it's a boy, go ahead and name him Jesse. <laughs> I say today is your day. Now lift your heads up as Pastor Darren comes and stands right here. He's going to close us out and pray over you. But listen to me. We don't need a goosebump. We don't need a little itch scratched. We need change, man. And I'm starting with me. I came and put my business out there. And I'm praying that revival breaks out when I go out and clean my daddy's grave and put flowers and I'll put the past behind me. In Jesus' name. Yes, let's lift up our hands towards him. Father, we come now, God. We know, Father, that you've done what you're going to do. God, that you sent your son, Father, to die on a cross for us. And on that day, Father, when he died and he arose very quickly, he put, us, uh, he put his foot on the enemy's head. And no longer, no more does the enemy have any type of power over any one of us because of Jesus and because of what he's done for us. Father, on that day, you gave freedom. On that day, you gave healing. And God, it's right now here, right around us to receive. Father, there's a responsibility, God, to, to walk in that freedom, though. There's a responsibility to receive that freedom. God, you said where the Spirit of the Lord is, that there is liberty, that there is freedom. God, we just call that out, God, that everyone, God, that has come, you know right where they are. God, you're sitting right here in front of them. God, that they will call out on you, that they will run to you, and God, that they will be transformed in you, in Jesus' name. We're just going to worship as Jesse just lays hands this morning. If you're in the audience, just stand up and worship him just for another moment. We worship you, God. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We pray you were encouraged and would love to hear from you. For more information on Church of Living Waters, check out colw.info.